This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hi, this is Bryson Stott, first-round draft pick of the Philadelphia Phillies, and you're listening to the High Hopes Podcast with James Seltzer and Jack Fritz. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Unsurprisingly, we are banished from our normal studio again and, and here's the here's the ridiculous part of this is this is our last you know way we record normally before jackie big time starts producing the afternoon show and we're gonna have to like jump through hoops to record shows now yeah it's unbelievable we're <laughs> so, gonna start we're gonna start recording at like 6 30 at night i i expected a red carpet today straight from the studio that i work in to that other studio for yeah. this momentous recording yeah. and we just got you know what always happens. I think man. that would have been fair. Uh, I think that would have been definitely fair. Uh, Just. Righteous. It's it's the disrespect the High Hopes podcast continues to get in this building is almost, it's like unremarkable. Like yeah. It's it's very sad. It, it really is sad. Luckily, you know, that's why we, we don't need the building. We're, we're our own thing, Jack. Yeah, we are just as resilient as the Phillies. We they don't want us. We don't want them. How about that? Wow, just no as resilient likes, as the Phillies. Yes, no lose likes. two and win the third. That's what we do, baby. They never give up, James. Uh, <laughs> All right. Good. I want you. I want you to live your life. I want you to believe in yourself, much like the Philadelphia Phillies believe that they're going to go on a run. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I wish that I could. I wish I could have any kind of self-confidence. Like I wish the, I could be as positive about things that are not positive as Gabe Kavler. What a, what an amazing outlook on life that must be to just be like, everything's awesome. He's Chris Schrager. Yeah, I mean, look, we might have gotten blown out tonight, but damn, Jake Arrieta's cleats were on perfectly, and they look great. And the uniforms were, were perfectly crisp and pressed. I mean, that's where I feel like we're at. It's well, it's just it's September of 2018 all over again. I'm so tired of I just want to love this team, and they're making it impossible. I just want to love them. I, I love the Phillies. The Phillies are all I think about. I want to love this team more than that. Like, I just want to I wanna spend Jack. my whole summer just thinking about 705. Legit, like, that's how the old days were. It was like, how quickly can I get myself to 705? And that's how I felt heading into Friday Night of the Braves series. Like, oh, dude, 705. Like, it's go time. And then they... That happens. <laughs> then that happens. Right. Then I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing freaking Cole Irvin, whose whose girlfriend told me to go play in traffic on Twitter. Is uh, really? Yeah. Wait, whoa, 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 back up. What happened? 
I, I missed this. So do you remember like a year ago when the Phillies put out that video of Gabe, or before last season, where video uh, put out put out a video, and they were looking for a left-handed bullpen pitcher? I do remember this. Yes. So I quote tweeted that. I found it. I looked for it. And I quote tweeted. It, I said, "Have you tried Cole Irvin?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a really it funny a good tweet. Joke. It's a really good joke. Well, Cole Irvin's girlfriend or whatever did, did not appreciate. Did not joke. think it was as funny as everyone and else. And she went like three tweet rampage about how I should play in traffic or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, Don't mess with Cole's girlfriend. Is the yeah, takeaway so, here. Yeah, that was that was an interesting Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could do worse than as a bullpen pitcher, Cole Irvin. I mean, it's pretty easy to hit. It's where it's trending. <laughs> All right, let's dive into it. Coming up, we're going to do our perfect trade deadline, which I was a lot more excited to do before the weekend. I'll tell you that. Much, Honestly, Jen. before last night, I'm so not excited about it. Yes, and then we'll get into the. I just. My perfect deadline is trading two mid-tier prospects for Marcus Stroman. Can we do that? Is that a deadline move that can happen? Well, not anymore. All right. Because Brody Van Wagenen, wheeler and dealer. <laughs> Come get us. What world am I living in, Jack? All right. Let's start with the weekend. Let's start with Friday, because you and I actually seem to have a fundamental disagreement, which doesn't happen that often. Let, let's dive into it. You didn't have a problem with Gabe bringing in Cole Irvin in that spot? Uh yeah, because it was the fifth inning, um, and like I know everyone's like well, six inning. It was the it was Jake pitched four innings. Jake pitched five. Jake pitched four. Five. Four. Five. Jake pitched four. Let's let's look this up while we talk. You keep doing your rant while I look it up. The We're, Brave series. This is silence. Hold on, on there. This is good. Four innings. Wait, 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 wait. What inning did he come in? Was it the hold middle? Of the... I, I, hold on. Let's see who's right. I love when I'm right on these things because you're always, you're always so sure you're right about these. Well, so are you. Let's be honest. It's I mean, very way... true. I'm very rarely wrong. Jake Arrieta, five innings pitched, four mm. earned. How about it? How about it? Five innings pitched. Oh! Whatever. Doesn't change my matter. Doesn't, right. doesn't change anything. So sixth inning. Sixth inning, he comes in and. Like, it's a 5-1 game. Nick Marquez is the first batter up. He's a lefty. Ranger Suarez is not available. You're not bringing in uh, You're not bringing in Adam Morgan in that situation. Like, it's a 5-1 game at that point. And, sure, I, I, the, the one part that, that I am a little frustrated is that Soroka's out of the game and the Braves' bullpen's not that great. But, like, you have to think about getting through the rest of that game. And, like, you... We just need a Cole Irvin to throw one good inning, and then everything else. Fig- and then once once the the runs are already coming in, like, it doesn't matter at that point. Like at that point, the game's already over anyway. Like it, it, it wasn't. I didn't think it was a waving of the white flag. I just think that he didn't have a better option left hand at that at that point to bring in. And I'm not. He did. Br- His name's Jose Alvarez. I'm not bringing in. I'm not bringing him in that game. Though. Why though? Because you need him for the rest of the series. But the rest of the series is is a wash. If you but look, it's a, a five. You've game got at that Zach point. Eflin going the next day. You know he's going to get crushed. But then why are you bringing? Why are you bringing in guys regardless? You should bring in guys that are going to mop up at that point no Co- the it's Cole not Irvin. over at 5-1 we have seen too many times this season where Gabe Kapler when? just gives games away he just says oh it's 5-1 in the sixth inning we're not winning this one let's throw Cole freaking Irvin in there who's getting sent to the minors after this game anyway and let's eat up a couple innings I'm tired of that this is the most important game of the season at that point uh, you can't give it up at 5-1 in the sixth inning it's embarrassing they almost got more runs off Soroka the inning before they're right there you just bring Corvin, you're conceding the game. Nah, not if Corvin does his job. 
Oh, come on. Cole Irvin sucks, People are man. blaming Hey, Gabe Cole Irvin's Cole girlfriend, Irvin don't listen. Cole Irvin blows. All right? Blows. He is not a good pitcher. Jose Alvarez, a much better pitcher. Adam Morgan, a much better pitcher. You can't. This but is the point. You, why would you bring them in a 5-1 game? Because you need to keep that game that's, close. That's, you can't just say it's how, over. That's not how baseball You had the whole weekend. Here's why. Because you had Thursday off. You had the Monday before that off. And you had today off. You've got three off days in a week. So we're going to just use everyone on a 5-1 game to go all on trying to win Whatever you got to do, man. Nah, you got to do something better than bringing in Cole Irvin in that spot. Yeah, I disagree. And look, Cole Irvin shouldn't even be on the roster. That's not a Gabe problem. I get that. That's not his fault that Cole Irvin is one of the guys he can go to. But this is a theme with Gabe. We've seen this so many times. You and I have talked about it on this podcast. That There are times where Gabe just gives games away. He says, we're not winning this. Sorry, we're not winning this, and he does it too early. And then when he, and then when he knows he can win a game, he goes all out and sometimes blows pitchers. Absolutely. Away. So like I, I don't think the five th- one thing is a big deal. I think that the game was trending in the wrong direction, regardless. Whatever. My my, my bigger problem is that in two years under Gabe Kapler, and I like Gabe and whatnot, but like for two straight years, when a big series has come up, they always come up small. Always. Every single time they come up small. It is unfathomable like the way they played on saturday night was was embarrassing that's that's not a major league baseball it was it was in a season where there have been many moments that were embarrassing it was the most embarrassed i've been to be a phillies fan coming off that nine two just no show offensively you know obviously we're talking about cole irvin look arietta is what he is he's pitching with bone spurs like whatever he stinks but whatever but no one else showed up the offense didn't show they got 12 hits and got two runs yeah I just, look, and I get it, like, it's not all Kapler, but, like, at a certain point, when you show up in game one of the biggest series of the year, and you put up that slop in that 9-2 game, and then you come out the next night and get embarrassed? Do it again. It's 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 not it's not good. That that that's that's the biggest indictment of a manager, right? Like, the the manager doesn't do too much, Mm -hmm. but, like, like, when you watch the, the, the Giants aren't great either. But the Giants are way worse. The Giants are horrible. They're a terrible team. Mike Yastrzemski is like their best player right now. And that's the frustrating part. It's like this team, it feels like there's never a sense of urgency. It's always like we'll eventually turn around. We'll get it. But eventually, you're going to run out of time. And that's what happened last season. Like It's been two straight years of this team in a big moment just just crapping the bed. And it, it, it's the little things, the fundamentals. And I, I go back to spring training two years ago when he was like, just come in whenever you want. Yes. And it was like an hour practice. Yes. And go home. Oh, I don't believe in alarm clocks. Like, what? I wouldn't have a job if I didn't believe in alarm clocks. Gabe, I would sleep through every morning. These guys are, are professional athletes. And I think the the main problem with Gabe is that he still thinks he's an athlete and he tries to coddle these guys too mm-hmm. much. And when you have a coddling mentality, there's no there's no accountability in the locker room. Like, no one... I understand that when you're not hitting and all of that, it looks like you don't care. But it looks like they don't care. It absolutely looks like and they I don't guess, care. I guess it could have a lot to do with their personalities. Like Reese, sure. is, Reese is a quiet guy. JT's a quiet, fiery guy, but he's quiet. Same with Harper. He's a quiet, fiery guy. Like, yeah, and he'll let it out when he gets a double or whatnot. Yeah, whatever. But like, Kingery's another. Like These guys are quiet, totally. quiet dudes that are just like very, no, Aaron Nola. I mean, <laughs> yeah, none of them show emotion. Right. They're not guys who, who go out there and just show. Uh, Harper in the moment does, but they're not, they're not big talkers. They're not the guys who are going to go out there and really 
put the spotlight on them yeah. on a night. And they're not basis. tone setters. And they're, they're, there's not there's no tone setter. I mean, we go back to the 08 team all the time. But like Rollins is the tone setter. We go to the Astros. You got Springer as a tone setter. You got Mookie up in Boston. Like mm-hmm. like these are 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 you need you need guys that can spark your team. And I think Bryce tries to do it sometimes, but. There needs to be more than just one guy trying to do it. Like, there's just there's no one in that lineup that's like, it's go time. Like, they just I just don't feel that. And I know it's obviously when you're not hitting, it doesn't look like you're trying hard. But they just don't look like they, they give a crap. Yeah, ever. And, and look, at a certain point, I'm with you. I I think what a manager can do is probably overblown in the public's eyes. You know, blaming Gabe for this, for that, for this, that. But at a certain point. At a certain point, whether you have full control over it or not, it has to come back on the manager. If they're just not showing up, if they look disinterested, and that's what it looks like. I'm with you. They might not be disinterested, but they look disinterested at times in huge games at home like this in is front of their home crowd. This is this is what I'm saying. Like Philadelphia is a phenomenal baseball town. Like I know, like we give them hard times from the fans, like with some of their opinions, but like they care. Like Phil, I say, big time. Phillies fans really care, and what Phillies fans want to do, want to believe in, is in a team that plays hard and looks like they give a crap. And like they just, this could be so magical. And everyone, Phil, I, I do believe that Phillies fans want to get completely on board and behind the scenes. One hundred percent agree. But it's like impossible. They make it freaking impossible. And here's the thing. Look, and and again, I've said many times, I really genuinely don't care what managers have to say. The whole, you know, Gabe positive thing, like, on a basic level, that doesn't bother me that much. As long as he's doing it in the locker room, the clubhouse, which it doesn't seem like he is, but... At a certain point, it just gets silly. I mean, when he comes out and talks about that Colvin decision, it's like, oh, you know, you know, I still think it was the right move, and and he just he sugarcoats everything. Like at a certain point, you just you, you look at the guy and you say, "Are oh, you're disingenuous? I don't believe what you have to say." Yeah. I don't believe that you're actually in that clubhouse, no matter what you're saying to us. I don't believe that you're in there getting on these guys, saying this is unacceptable. And we had this issue with the Segura non-benching thing, and it seems like it's just a continuous thing. You said the word before, accountability. I feel like there's no accountability in that clubhouse, and you're not going to be successful once you don't if you don't have accountability. Yeah, so fun weekend. It's freaking depressing weekend. It was. It was. A, the- and that's what they do every time, right? They they lose two embarrassing games. And they're like, oh, we won the last one, yay! Yeah, well, and like it's embarrassing. They, man. They, they beat the Mets early in the year, and they're like, all right, go We're time. Back. And then it's just they 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 have no capabilities of getting on a run. Like I just I hate. They haven't won more than five games in a row all season. Nah, it's impossible. Are they allowed the, to do that? I mean, the Astros have two ten game winning streaks. Every team in baseball goes on some sort of streak. Not this one. Not this one. But somehow they're, again, they're 55 and 50. And, and they're, they're a game <laughs> out of the wild card. Yeah, this, is, this is what we're going to do Jack, again. if the season ended today. They'd be one game out of the wild card. God. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the embarrassment on Saturday, because I think our, our thoughts on Ugh. Friday are pretty much out there. I mean, there's really not much to say. Let Quickly... There's no way Zach Eflin can start another game right now, right? Well, he is. I mean, they already said it. Did they is. already say it? Yeah. <laughs> How can you roll that guy out there, Jack? He's- Seriously, I know you don't have anyone else, but uh, I'll take a bullpen game. I'll take an opener. I will. Give me an opener. Bring Damon Jones up. Bring anyone up. I don't care. Bring Spencer Howard up. Let's go. Seriously, though. How can you roll? How can you, with a straight face as the manager of a baseball team, put Zach Eflin out there for another game? Like, How? Unless he betting on is Gabe Kapler betting on the other teams? <laughs> Can we rule that out? Point maybe. Can we rule that out? I mean, I, 
How do you roll Zach him out Zach Eflin there? is a is like I I think I think he's something's wrong. Clearly, obviously. like I there's something wrong. I don't he's think not Zach, this bad a pitcher. No, he's not. No, he's not. This, no one should be. I could be. <laughs> you I'm, could do this. You could go out and pitch two and two thirds and give up that yeah, runs. You could do that. <laughs> I do that now. Um, um, I mean, that freaking guy from Steve Wilkerson goes out for the Orioles and throws like a bunch of 58 mile per hour curveballs in yeah. one, two, three inning. Um, the Eflin thing, like he, he came out the other night, he was like 95 in the first inning, and then he was like 92, 91. So there, there's clearly something wrong. Um, and man, like, does he have the body of a 75 year old? <laughs> you like, don't get it, man. The poor guy, the poor guy has the double knee surgery, and then now he just feels heavy. I know. Like he just can't, he can't, he, he just. Can't pick up his muscles with his body. It's weird. It's all weird. It's all weird. It's all classic Phillies. It's all. It's in his twenties. Like what is happening here? You know uh, who? You know who feels heavy in the morning? Me, because I'm almost year. 38 years old. Yeah. Or in your eyes, 88 years old. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I I guess they don't have anyone else to do or to go out there. I just. It's a disaster. It's so bad, man. I mean, Eflin. And it's one of those things where you know it. Like we said on Friday show or Thursday show, we were like, hey. Can't roll Eflin out there, but they're gonna. They, they just keep doing it. I, I'm, and again for for Kapler to just defend it. I just I'm getting really tired of it, man. I'm at the point where I'm tired of this whole thing. And they're one game out of the wild card, which is just asinine. This is the furthest thing from a playoff team that I can possibly quickest, think of. Quickest rebuild in baseball history. I, and that's the thing. It's like. Again, and I think there is a bigger problem with this, and it's from McPhail to Klentak to Kapler. All of them are so tone deaf. Oh, they have no idea how to talk to the fans at all. But this is the wrong city for that. Like, and again, you and I have long defended these guys for the most part, and we've started to turn on McPhail. Certainly, starting to turn on. We've turned on McPhail. Full turn. Very good on McPhail. Full turn on McPhail. You never need to hear that guy talk. We are turning on Klentak. We're. I'm starting to turn on Kapler. Like. I mean, at a certain point, you're, every single person who defends you is going to be not defending anymore. That's what's happening, and it's just you're so tone deaf. Like, I just don't know what the answer is right now from an organizational perspective. Like, I'm you're not cleaning a house, but if if the season plays out this way, and let's say they miss the playoffs by a game or two or whatever, and again, they're going to do improvement and all that, mm-hmm. I would rather they clean house than not clean house, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm not saying cleaning house is the only solution, but I would be more on the screw this than than the other side of it. This is a very real thing. It's very possible that the Phillies making the playoffs this year would be the worst long term thing. Yeah, for it this certainly year. is. It really might. It really might be. I know. That, and we've that, talked a lot about how good it would be for them to make the playoffs, the reps and all that. But you're right. When it, you spin it around, it, it could be a bad thing. From if that they make the playoffs, they're gonna play off this whole like see like best may, turnaround ever. Yeah. Objectively excellent off season. Yeah, great season. Uh, and what and like. I just think the the most damning thing about Gabe, and I like Gabe. I think Gabe is eventually going to be a good manager. But I just the part that I'm frustrated with is that for two seasons this team has never showed up in a big game when we needed a game. They never fought. They never clawed. And he, the thing that the the post game quote that makes me the most angry is like, "Oh, we're so resilient and like yeah. and like we always fight back." <laughs> it's, like, right, it's like no, you don't. No, you don't. No, when it's five one, I like. And I know the cold thing, but like, you, I haven't seen you come back from a five-one game this year. Like, Mm-mm. you don't do it unless it's against the Mets. Like, it, it's the only team they've done that against. Like, if if you're down one, yeah, down two, yeah. But like, if, if it's three plus or more, it's like, nah, whatever, we'll move it's on. Over. Yeah, like he just—they come up small every time. 
Well, especially just can you the balls to say res, this team is resilient, and then the next night, you know, they come out and put up a they're down Stinker. fourteen to one in the fifth inning, like, yeah. like really again in the biggest series of the season again. On your home field, yeah. it is. I, they I just, can't even. They can't even show up on their home field. <laughs> that's that's the problem, man. Th- 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 that ballpark is amazing. I when mean, it's we, going. that's the point. I don't think we made a big enough deal about the fact that they were home for this series. Yeah. I don't think we made a big enough deal about and it. And they didn't even. They, they had Soroka. Soroka's a good pitcher. Yeah, and then it was. And he didn't even pitch that well. No, they had him out of the game and he didn't get pitches. through five. He, he didn't get through pitches. five innings. Yeah, he didn't get the win. I know. And then they have, they face Max Fried, who they brought back off injury, and then and he then didn't they, pitch that well either. And they finally lit up Gosman, but still, it was it was a very winnable series. Yes, it was and they didn't up. come close to winning. It. Oh, they, they got boat raced. They got boat raced. I man. mean, the, the the Phillies being the Phillies being six and six against the Braves this season is not. Real. I saw you tweet that's <laughs> fake news, and it is so the definition of fake news. It is like no way, no way. It's not real. They're not six and six. Well, they're 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 two and six. Let's not bring up the run differentials. <laughs> yeah, that's in those old. games, or just on the season, yeah. either or. Right. right. Uh, it's just, like it so, it, like I hate being so negative about the Phillies because like I just want. I know you really. I, I I no one likes it, but you you guys got to understand. There is nothing worse for Jack than being negative about the Phillies. It really ruins everything about his life. I just like he I, hates these pods. He hates having to come in and be negative. I just love him. I, I just love him. And this team is making me hate him. Like we were, you even wanted to. I think you wanted to defend Gabe more coming in than as we've talked it out. You haven't been able to defend him as much as your heart wants you to. No, I just I didn't like the. I didn't have a huge problem with the decision. The my bigger problem is this team is. Coming up short when they need it, mm-hmm. and they—I don't see any fight. I don't see any clawing. I don't see like—I don't see a guy trying to steal a base instead of tone. Like I don't see—I just don't. See, and then and then, um, and then, like and then there's bad fielding. Bad there's fielding. Bad, you, can't, <laughs> you can't. You can't freaking bunt. And like you can't. I don't, I'm not even a small ball no guy. No fundamentals. But, like, they can't whatever. do any fundamentals right. Yeah. They, they have no idea how to execute. Like they just can't execute minor baseball things. Like, like this is supposed to be a professional baseball team, and they can't do anything right. Like when you watch these other teams, you watch what the Dodgers did in that 16 to two game, yep. and it was like that's a major league baseball team. You watch what the Braves do. It's like they know how to freaking play baseball and this team's like man you know show up to practice whenever you want and uh and like it's really like a two-hour practice and we'll be out you know how fundamentals are built by doing them hours after hours after hours in practice that's how everything is built in baseball like the game of baseball is built in practice you do you practice hard so the games become easier that is how the game has been played for millions of years it's been around for millions of years and there millions. goes gabe reinventing the wheels. i'm just kidding maybe billions uh, um it's just it's not this hard. It's really not. And I and I they need tone setters. And the clubhouse thing is great. I understand. Like they were saying that it's true. basically killed the clubhouse last year. But like it's excuses. You at also this need point. guys. You also need guys that that can can ignite a clubhouse. Like go trade for Yasiel Puig and and just see and what just he does. See what the, bring just the see fire. What see, see what, what happens. happens. Hey, go trade for Trevor Bauer. See what happens. Well, probably not. I tell you what. That was impressive yesterday. Ah, that was a toss, what man. A throw. What a throw. <laughs> Terry Cronin, Terry Francona yeah. is just like, what, what the you, F are you yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so blatantly, it's exactly what he was saying. Yeah. Francona's like, what is happening? Are you a child down on this mound right now? Yeah. I mean, awesome. I, respect. Hey, respect and? I would have done it. Maybe get him for cheaper. I thought about it. <laughs> the I like, let up a home run to like the worst team in the piece. That was a set. very Jack Fritz oh, move. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting till I'm waiting till Pavetta does it. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't yet. Well, he's a mental. He's a mental. He's a lot of mental fortitude yes, out there. Yes, yes. But back to the point you're making, and here's the thing: just kind of rounding it out, that when your manager makes it all okay 
When after the game, he defends it. When after the game, he, you know, poo-poos people who are trying to criticize it. That only enforces it. It reinforces it. It goes back to the accountability. And, like, if you're Bryce and you're hearing that, I, I just, I envision That's Bryce. That's what I mean. Like, how you look at that and you're like, really? I envision what Bryce what? and real, real, I envision Bryce and real Muto hearing that and being like, no. No. Like, that's not how this works. Yeah. I just I, I fear that I fear that Gabe is too much of a uh, too close to being a player that he, he wants can't to help please himself. them and he and he doesn't want to rip them and it's hurting him right it's and, really hurting him and you have to you you have to strike that balance it's the only way it's going to work you have, they have to, be, to they have to respect you you have to be how a, are they going to respect Gabe when he says that stuff you have to be a manager like you have to be a manager yes you a manager you can't be a player coach yep okay because player coaches <laughs> never work never work because no one because everyone everyone just thinks you're their friend and they exactly. can get away with anything. Again, it's like a substitute teacher. Yes, perfect example. It's it, and again, it's just one word we keep saying, but it's, it's just accountability. There's no accountability in these situations when you act like this. That's it. Mm. They won on Sunday, though. They did win on. Oh, yeah, one, one more Yay! thing. One more thing, though. One more thing. Uh, so Gabe has one one year left on his contract after this year. Yes, they're not going to let him be a lame no duck chance. manager. So it's either going to extend him or let him go. Right. Look, here's where I'm at. If they make the wild card game. He'll be here. If they don't, he's gone. Yeah, and no matter what, I think Gelb wrote this maybe a year ago, less than a year ago. He wrote that all like like the coaching staff, all of their contracts are up after this year. Good. So it seems like no matter Good. what, <laughs> fine. Yo, by the way, did the Braves rope a dope? Us with the whole Kranitz thing. Oh, we're gonna hire Chris Young. No, 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 we're gonna keep him. Cool. We'll take Rick Kranitz. Did they rope a dope us? Maybe. Did they want credits all the whole time? Because Rick Kranitz seems like a much better pitching ghost than Chris Young. Sorry, Chris. Well, By I, the way, I'm taking my victory. Brian Snicker, not as bad a manager as you thought he was. He's a fine manager. Better than Gabe. <laughs> I, don't I, don't he, I don't think he does anything special, but that's me. Um, uh, but I think with Chris Young, I think Chris Young is a very good pitching mind when he it comes seems like he's a guy who should be an assistant pitching coach. assistant pitching coach. that's what he seems like like right? i don't think he can actually diagnose a guy's problem yeah, like, or, or or convey it to the guy i think that you know maybe he can look at video and see oh this is what's happening but he can't fix it right i mean look at all the best pitching coaches in baseball i mean you have ray Searidge, you have larry rothschild you have well, i guess you could put Kranitz on there now yeah, like, like don cooper all these guys, guys are, are, are like not old time but like they they have died. Like Chris Young, to me, seems like a guy that can look at the hot and cold zones, can have like the correct philosophy of pitching up in the zone. Like he wants these guys to do that, but he doesn't know how to get them to do it. Yes. Like he he knows how to look at the numbers, and I think he's a, I think he's a really really smart baseball guy. I just don't know if he knows how to get these guys to do it. Whereas I think Kranitz knew how to get them to do it. And also, my main problem with him, and it's been my main problem all year, is that like the the non-attacking philosophy with the yeah. fastballs and I and I just think it's a uh, he's he develop he's getting, he he wants these guys to be too cute when you don't always have to be too cute like it's it's a lot of two one curveballs a lot of two one breaking balls and and that kind of stuff to to make it to a three one count and then you're just walking a guy well or, and especially when that's not their best stuff I feel like there's a, a we've seen that and the Kingery thing is a, a perfect example but we've seen on both sides of the ball where this organization a lot of times tries to impose their plan on players rather yeah. than looking at the players and saying, all right, what's the best plan for you individually? What do you do best? How do you thrive? And that's what they did with Kingery, and all of a sudden he's a much better player, right? Like the, before they're like, you do it our way, and it didn't work, and then like, okay, do it your way, and he's much better. What's well, funny is that you do it your way, uh, like the ideas they're having are definitely like 
three years old? I know. Well, that's three or the four problem. years old. I know. So, like, find the curve. <laughs> so it's like, well, why? Are you, like, why? Are you, why, are you, why are you even doing that? Um, and Kingery, I would like to start hitting again. Yeah. 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 Well, no one can hit in the leadoff spot. And also, like, look, I, you know, Kingery's going to have ups and downs. He's still yeah. a young player. He's having, you know, people are adjusting to him. He's still got to adjust back. Like, like, like yesterday, he was one for five, but he hit the ball hard. I think he's been better than his numbers have shown. He's hit totally two balls agree. hard. Yeah, he's I not. Agree. He's striking out more, but it's not like he was. Over, he's not overmatched the plate right now. I agree. He looked like last year. He looked completely overmatched. Yeah. Lost. He doesn't, doesn't look, look that lo- bad. I agree with you. Yeah, I think. I think it's just a lot of bad luck, and hopefully it starts coming around. But uh, yeah, they did win on Sunday. Anything really like? Look, JT. It's the Grand Slam. Yay, Harper homer. Well, always fun. I mean, the JT. Like, thank God he hit that. I mean, the the guys in front of him didn't do a job. I know. And then and then they got to hit it because Nola. Yeah. Kind of fell apart. <laughs> so as is, as has happened so many times this year, Nola just cruising, cruising, nah. cruising, and then oh, all of a sudden falls. All apart. of a sudden hits a wall. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's really crazy. Yeah. It's like I was I was at a game yesterday, and uh, let me just say, super hot. I yeah, was, we, I got a text that it was like a holiday in Chicago. Yeah. Fritz yesterday. It was hot. I, 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 <laughs> He's I, all red on the mound. I've gotten through. I was so hot that my body was cold. That's how hot <laughs> oh, it was. Man. That's how hot it was. And like, I was always a guy that prided myself. And like, I, I got taken out once in high school. Once. And you threw the ball in the senior. center field ball. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it was against our biggest rival. I was not happy. I to take out. And then, and then they took me out, and then the next guy I let up a grand slam. And you were like, "Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's what you get. You don't take out your best option <laughs> against the uh, rival that you haven't beaten." Anyway, um, not going to do anything. You're over it, right? You're over it. Clearly, <laughs> I'm not over that, and I'm not over losing to Happer or Horsham. I still will never go into Horsham ever in my entire life. You just drive around it. Yeah, I never. To. I will avoid <laughs> traffic. I will go. I will drive into traffic to never have to go into Horsham just again. Just don't play in traffic. You'll make Cole Evans' girlfriend too. <laughs> Yeah. happy if you do that yeah um uh, um yeah it was hot yesterday yeah i only, I only went four innings so I, was, I, just, I was not dying on that mountain yesterday i love how we took it from the phillies <laughs> win to you pitching yesterday somehow it's good work by you always find a way good work. um but yeah Noah, like he was at 77 pitches heading into the seven so strange like it doesn't seem like there's any it doesn't seem like a like he's tired or or it doesn't seem like there's a parallel between the number of pitches and when he struggles well it's like you've no idea when's gonna come yes like exactly it'll be unbelievable and then like, like lights out and then all of a sudden it's immediate and yeah. it just falls apart and like the thing is is that he's and the tough part for gabe in this situation is that on most times no aaron is your best option and also most times you are playing a lot of days in a row and you're praying that Aaron Nola can save your pen. This is a case where they actually had some guys available and whatnot, but yeah. in a lot of cases, you want to ride Nola as long as you can because you don't trust anyone else. Wouldn't it be nice if we had another starter? Oh, yeah. Would you? <laughs> All right, so should we just get into it? Well, anything else from Sunday before we dive I into mean, the I mean, is there anything perfect... else from Sunday? <laughs> Adam you, Maisley? Is that where we're going to go? Me? By the way, I like Adam Maisley. I like Adam Maisley, too. Um, I think he has... It's got a nice swing. We talked about it before, but that when, when the swing is on, when it's compact and tight... Chase Otley ask as you said, it's just a really nice looking swing. That was, he, he's he smoked the ball. I think the whole Braves series, I thought he played pretty well. Like mm-hmm. got like I mean, he was smoking the ball just right at people sometimes. But um, yeah, he's done a, he's done a nice job of of bringing the barrel to the baseball consistently. Um, and it looks like the game's slowing down. From my thought, um, maybe it was the Pirate series. Like guys were able to get in on him. Uh, fastballs in and he just wasn't able to do any damage on him but it feels like he started to, to fix that and he's one of those guys that uh, from what it seems like it just works his ass off until until he, like he he's a slow starter at places and then once he gets comfortable which we yeah we've seen throughout his minor league right, right. history right. almost he, always a slow starter and then he puts it together and gets hot hey, he just seems like a he seems like a 280 
15 to 20 home run guy. Who'll play really good defense. Who'll right? play good defense. And can run the bases. It's a, a, a valuable asset that. Yeah, it's, I don't know if he's going to be a great player, but I think he'll be a, a good player. Yeah, and which, I, hey, we can Which is fine, players. but I, I, wonder, I wonder how he factors into the long-term plans, because they almost have to decide They almost have to decide this deadline if it's Moniak or Hazley. Of course they do. Because you have McCutcheon coming back next year. And I year. got a little... One of those two guys in my perfect no, deadline. No, no, no. Leave the Phillies, maybe. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. <laughs> but if if Moniac, if you if you think Moniac projects to be the better defensive center fielder, then like and Hazley, I don't think he's going to be as good of a center fielder. No, as, yeah, as I think he's a much more a left fielder future. But, but is, do you really want your left fielder being to have a, no, not that kind of power? Yeah, I agree. So it's, it's a tough spot. So I like Hazley. I'm not. This is not anti Hazley. It's just one of those things I'm it's thinking a fit about. Type of thing down the road. Right. If they and if they believe like. Adam Hazley's 24 right now. What, what is Mickey Moniak going to be in three years? It's a great question. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just saying, I, 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 there is a part of me that wonders if this bringing him up here and playing him is a showcase. I don't want it to be that way because I want to see him play here, but I, I'm interested. Um, but I do love his swing. Like yesterday, that ball is just absolutely tattooed. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, anything else from yesterday? Yeah, it's Nick Pavetta. I mean, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the guy is the guy is a machine. <laughs> Pen, Pen Vetta? I love it. I was trying Pen to Vetta. get, I was just trying to wait for you to bring it in. I'm like, oh, Hazley, is that what you want to talk about? He's so good. He's so good. He <laughs> is so... How does it feel to be dead right about Nick Pavetta? It really does feel good to be dead right. Um... <laughs> But, like, this is exactly what I envisioned. By the way, I just have to let the listeners know that Jack is all of a sudden, like, bouncing in his chair as they're talking about Nick before. He was, like, just talking to him. So now he's got a, a life to him. That you forced me to talk about anti-stuff for 20 minutes of this podcast. Yeah, just go. So, you. I mean, if we're talking, like, honestly, he might be already a top 10 reliever in the sport. There's, there's, <laughs> oh there's no, God. there is no doubt about it. Slow he down, is, brother. If he's going to come out and throw a, a top deck, 10 reliever in the sport. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I like that you just, you're just going for it. 97 with an absolute <laughs> hammer of a hook. I mean, if, he, if he's going to do that every, if he's going to come out and throw as hard as you can for, uh, for two innings, he is going to be lights out. And the only time that people ever hit him is when it's by accident. Like there's little, <laughs> little squibbers at the third base. So right-handed Josh Hader is what you're saying. There is. He's a, Ryan Presley is what you're saying. He is Ryan Madsen. Oh, buddy. He's Ryan Madsen. I, the, the I same, can do that. The same exact career. Like Madsen's, Madsen's ERA in 2006, before they transitioned him over, it was like horrible. And it was like, this is just, this is just like exactly what Pavetta is. Um, but yesterday comes in and overpowers Donaldson, overpowers Austin Riley. By the way, the Braves are smart. They would trade Austin Riley as soon as well, possible. Well, now they probably should have done it already. <laughs> Austin Riley's been a disaster for like a month and a half now. Well, you know, eventually when you're swinging still at every look, first pitch. Still young. I'm, just, like, yeah. I'm being facetious. I, I would take Austin Riley on the Phillies if you want to go there. We got Franco. <laughs> yeah. by, the way, by the way, the people that continue to defend this guy, it it's drives unbelievable, me crazy. Man. It's, uh, how much evidence do you need? I feel like I'm watching a different sport. Yeah. like I think it's, Michael Franco is a horrible baseball player. He's the best third baseman in the history of the Phillies. You didn't know that? Yeah. Mike, Mike Schmidt, get out of here. Michael Schmidt. It's unbelievable. It really is. And and I think we've been pretty consistent on this show. One of us a little more consistent than the other, but for a long time. Well, that's because you, you're rooting for this team to fail. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have fun with this team. Franco sucks. He's horrible. He's always horrible. I don't understand. Like I'll, I'll mention like a, like, 
Todd Frazier, right? Like, I yes. imagine Todd Frazier is an upgrade. Would be, absolutely. And, and people, no question and, and people are like, well, is he really an upgrade? Yes. It's like anyone. If you're asking yes. yourself that, yes. yes. The answer is yes. always yes. Todd Frazier's washed. Like, he's not a very good player. No, he stinks. But he's he's got a higher OPS, higher OPS plus. He's a better third baseman. And he's going to cost you nothing. And it'd be great to see him and Arietta yeah. just hate Fight. each other. They, oh. could, they could sell that in, in September when they're out of the race. <laughs> Arietta Another September collapse. Don't worry. We got Frazier versus Arietta in yeah. the dugout. It's going to be Coming great. Coming up, 635. <laughs> Frazier boots a ball to third base and Arietta just runs right at him. Yeah. <laughs> the first ever in-team brawl. Yo. I could see the it. The bench is clear. I could see The it. bullpen starts sprinting in. It's great. They start fighting each other. This is great. Oh. <laughs> Scott Bransky's announcing <laughs> it all. I, I, I actually it would, would be amazing. I would pay to hear Scott and LA call that. Just, just for that. And we would play it at forever. Hector Neris wallops Brad Miller. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Three players have taken Kapler to the ground. They are pounding on him. But then Gabe like throws them <laughs> then all. Then Gabe off. just gets up and holds <laughs> out. Yeah. Be a promotion. <laughs> it would be. Are you kidding It'd me? Certainly be a promotion. Watch the Phillies all fight each other. Um, uh, but getting back to Bavetta. Watch the Phillies all fight each other. <laughs> back to Bavetta. I don't know what you mean to say. You, I can't I'm, say anything else. You just say he's the best reliever in baseball. I think we can move on. Top ten. So you're worried they're going to trade him still? Or you feel like he's um, good now? Um, I don't know, but I I I'm glad that I'm assuming uh, he will not be a part of your perfect deadline. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I give up that player of value? Why would I give up? Yeah, I mean, you can't give up a top ten reliever in this sport. It's crazy. I'm talk. just saying, if the Astros traded for him, he'd be a superstar, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate being dead right again. I'll take Kyle Tucker for Nick Pavetta. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say, I'll do anything for Kyle Tucker. Me too. I just want a Doug Prospect. Um, <laughs> I just want a guy who I'm excited about, <laughs> please. Um, but I just, I just think that he's. Uh, it looks like he's committed. Like he definitely was not happy about it. But I, I think Gabe went to him and was like, "Hey, buddy." Here's the numbers. You're literally one of the worst starters in baseball, and and you were up there with you know with the amount of starts you've had. You were one of the worst. Yeah, starters like in baseball. with Zach Eflin. So it's either it's either it's either <laughs> do you want to start? Do you want to start in AAA? You can make as many starts as you want in AAA, or do you want to be on this team? And I hope that he made the decision like I want to help. And he said this. He said I want to help these guys win, and if it's going to the bullpen, is that? And he really could. He really could. Oh no, he can make. He'd be a big difference maker in the pen. Clearly, it is crazy to think about the fact that they are a game out of the wild card when the vast majority of their games this season have been started by Nick Pavetta, Jake Arrieta, Zach Eflin, and Vince Velasquez. Yeah, I don't want any of those guys starting a game for me. None. Like imagine. I want, I want all right, healthy Eflin. All right, let's say, and we're about to do our perfect trade deadline, and let, but let's say they don't make a move. Let's say they don't trade for a starter, which again, I, I think they will. But let's say they don't trade for a starter. Who's starting the playoffs, man? Like, what do you do if you actually get there? Let's say they get there and Nola throws a gem in the wild card game. And you got a seven game series coming up. You're rolling Arietta and Eflin out in a, a playoff series? Really? That's is that a real possibility that could happen? Aaron Nolan needs to go on a 2008 <laughs> CC run. Yeah, Aaron Nolan needs to pitch every single night. It's sad, man. <laughs> it's so bad. Like the. Like they don't have, they do not have another. Star. Like that's for, what I mean for a major league baseball team to not have another star. And once again, Matt, why didn't you sign Dallas Keuchel? I, again, it's it's unbelievable. And I think I think too many people make too big a deal out of the infield defense thing. Like, oh come on, it's so blown out of proportion. Keuchel's not not signing here because infield defense. Well, that's what, is bad. Everyone's freaking. I understand the Mets defense is atrocious, but everyone's like, "Well, Marcus Stroman behind that defense." Like, 
I understand, but it's not that much of a difference. Like, good pitchers are going to be good pitchers regardless. Absolutely. I just, I it's think not it's, like the Blue Jays have, like, the I mean, granted, they have the best shortstop ever in right. some people's estimation. Freddie Goldglove? Freddie Goldglove. Never want to Goldglove. Yeah. Did you know that I heard someone say he was better than Angelton Simmons one time? <laughs> that happened. That was yep. a real thing. One of the great defenders in the history of the sport, Angelton Simmons. He said that, but he Freddie's said, better. Someone said that uh, Freddie Galveston started over Angelton Simmons. Yep. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not great. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the perfect deadline. We've kind of beat around it again. To be blatantly honest, my perfect deadline is trading prospects six and seven in my organization for All Marcus right, we'll, Stroman. We'll, we'll but wait out there. Marcus Stroman oh, for the sixth and seventh prospect in my fifth and sixth prospect Who? in my organization. Oh, the two assholes the Mets sent to the <laughs> Blue Jays for Marcus Stroman. Like, really? Really? Can we just really quickly say how, where were you, Matt? Where were you, Matt Klentak, well, on that deal? Where were you? I almost think it's almost a, a bigger indictment of Adonis Medina. Do, we don't even know that they offered Medina. I'm sure they did. No, I'm sure. I they hope did. they did. But you're right. If the fact that those two guys. Well, they, they, I, that, 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 I like those guys. Yeah. I saw some tape of them. And on them. They're the fifth and sixth best prospects in a Mets organization. Of course, Jared Klinik would be their best prospect yeah. if they had not traded him for yeah. him and Diaz. No, I got it. But like, these are not high end guys. Is the idea like these are not top one hundred prospects? Well, but for an eighteen year old to be a top six prospect, it could impressive. be good. Yeah, but the point is again, like, and again, beauty's in the eye beholder with all these guys. But I don't know personally. Before we get into our deadline, that would have been the type of move that I've been really happy with the Phillies making. Yeah, I just think that uh, I'm just worried that I'm worried that this shows that Medina is not as valuable as a lot. Which of is us. a disaster. Which is bad. It's a bad. disaster. Well, and like, and you I, two guys in your organization are worth anything from a pitching trade no, prospect. You're not giving something. Howard. You're not giving Howard away. No, you're not giving Howard away. Um, but I just think it's it could be more of an indictment of a B, Medina's not the guy, and then behind him it's like Francis uh, Franklin Morales, who I mean I like JoJo. I, I mean, Joe, well, JoJo's. I, that's my point. Like they're time. in trouble, man. You know? They have a bunch of guys. They're ninety. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. All right, let's who get him. Who, need, who needs ninety five? <laughs> yeah, why would you want that? I mean, the only, right. the only guy, it's like it's like Franklin. It's a Francis, I keep on saying Franklin Morales. I keep on saying I keep on want to say Francisco Morales, right? Who was the old? Uh, but it Rocky is stuff, Franklin. Right? It's Franklin. It's the Morales. correct way to yes. Good. Besides him, you have Damon. You have Howard. Guys that are ninety five plus, and then it's just like, no. All right, perfect deadline. Lay it out. Paint a picture, Jack. For me. For you, I mean, right. I'm guessing Matt Klintak will not pull off a perfect deadline, but for you. In the situation they're in, taking it all into account, perf- and re- we're trying to be realistic here. Like, yeah, yeah. trade for Bauer and yeah. Granke and Ray and... No, we're trying to be realistic here. So a realistic deadline, your perfect deadline, it's Wednesday at 4.10. Phillies have done this. You're ecstatic. Well, this would be a lot of moves. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. My- Mike Miner and Shinsu Chu... For Medina, Nick Williams, and Jalen Ortiz. Ooh, we might have some similar names on our. Uh... You're taking on you're taking on the Shinsuchu contract. He is oh twenty one million next year. Yeah, which is a lot. Also, someone who might not be able to field anymore. He but can. He's still playing a little bit. Just get out there. And okay. Hit. Yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you, you, Lefty bat. We'll take him. Lefty bat that can be what McCutcheon and will cost was. absolutely nothing. The Rangers very happy to move on from Shinsuchu's contract. Next yes, season. but you get Mike Miner back for this year and next year. Right. So. That'd be big. Okay. Derek Hall for Michael Givens. Okay. Derek Hall is a guy that I always think the Orioles, I think he just looks like an Oriole to me. Yeah. He's blocked by Reese Hoskins. He's only a masher. Going to be a DH in the AL. Orioles take a shot on him. We take back Michael Givens, who uh, has been throwing harder recently. Like, he's up to 98 the other day. Is he really? Yeah. And uh, so, not great. 
but I don't want to give up too much to get a, 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 a bullpen piece. And I think Michael Givens is a decent bullpen piece. He's fine. He's better than guys we have there now. Him, Naris, Pavetta, Morgan. If Robertson comes back, it's not that bad. Stop besmirching Jose Alvarez, dude. Okay. Love that guy. Ranger Suarez, not Jose Alvarez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Alvarez 8 is real. No, I like Alvarez. I he's know. Fine. He's good. But I still don't think of him as like a core bullpen. No, piece. but like he's good. I would have rather had him instead of Cole Irvin in that game, like I said. Uh, I'm training Archimedes Gamboa for Todd Frazier. Okay. He's going to be my third baseman. I'm leaving King Sir, in center field. Gamboa has definitely fallen. In oh, the... I don't like Gamboa at all. He yeah. can't hit. I know, but there was a time where people thought he was okay. Worth more than Todd freaking Frazier. Yeah. Well, they probably don't give a blast for Todd Frazier. Yeah, they're, that's, they're what, that's my point. Like I'm saying, like you get, I feel like you get Todd Frazier for cash consideration. Cash considerations. All right, fine. Whatever. Cool. Give me Todd Frazier. Why not? Yeah, a little a little minor upgrade over the third base, but now with it, and he's still he's batting like over three hundred against lefties. Ooh, so and okay. Franco's decent against righties. Could be a platoon situation, a, or a platoon, platoon, platoon. Who cares? <laughs> it's not a baseball it's not name. That's so. off. It's kind of off. Platoon, platoon, platoon. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I'm trading. Platoon. I was you ever gonna... see that great movie at one best picture? Platoon. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> uh, I was gonna trade. I was gonna trade Daniel Brito for Eric Sogard, but the Rays. Too late. My Too guy, late. Kaim. Kaim. God, you served you. The Mets chose Brody Van Wagenen. <laughs> well, the Phillies did too. They chose Matt Clancy. They did. Time, Bloom, it's so. a great point. And so I wasn't going to do that, but my other trade is Nick Madden and Kevin Gowdy for Tyler Wade. Uh, okay. I think. Do you think it would cost that much to get Tyler Wade? I don't know. But I think he's, get only, he's only 24. He plays over the diamond, but I'm not sure they want to keep him on. I'm, I want the Phillies to target teams that have loaded 40 mans and try to take off like the pieces that could be something. That's smart. Yeah. So like Tyler Wade. That's really smart. I'm not sure they want to keep him on their 40 man. Like I think he's a good player. I think I think he could be a rock hole. Um, and he's 24, plays all over, all over the place. I'm not sure the Yankees want to keep him on the 40 man. Yeah. Um, so I want the Phillies to take a shot on him. Okay. You went deeper. I like that. Mine was a little more on the surface, but look, I think uh, uh, we're just talking perfect world. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he wants to come here, but Mike Trout. In a perfect world, <laughs> I would trade for Mike. No. I'd trade for Zach Greinke. I think it's not going to cost much. They just yeah, want to get the, I the like in a perfect, perfect world. Zach Greinke would be happy to come to Philly and deal with the <laughs> Philly fans and media. That sounds like a perfect world. Not going to happen. I'm yeah. trying to well, be a little like, more realistic. So that's like my mine perfect. was like a realistic. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not including that. It's not my thing. I'm just saying in a perfect world, in a, a somewhat realistic thing to go get Zach Greinke. But again, I don't think it's going to happen. So mine, I actually uh, also am trading for Mike Miner, but I am trading Adonis Medina. Mm, no, don't look at me like this. Mickey Moniak. You piece it. And I'm getting Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. Oh, Lance Lynn has two years left on his oh deal past this season. They have so many holes from pitching staff. We talk so much about getting more well, than one starter. more than what you gave up. But a package fronted by Medina and Moniak, and then you fill in the pieces. It could work, Dude. right? I want Lance Lynn here. Uh, no, that's more what I'm saying. Than, more than like Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn has the second highest F war of pitchers in think baseball. About how Max much Scherzer. you look at that? Your stat. You you're making over your starting staff. And again, we talked a lot about the fact of of if you don't make a deadline deal now for a starter, you're just kicking the can of the offseason because clearly this starting staff is not going to be good enough for next year. Best case, you know, Spencer Howard's ready and can help, but you're still relying on a. 
23-year-old kid to come up and, and pitch in the majors next year, turning 24 next season. I think Spencer Howard could be the number three right now. But I, look, I'm with you. He's better. Uh, we just listed the guys. I would. I think Spencer Howard could be my number two in a playoff series. By the end of the season, that's where we're at with this group of guys that we have here. Quickest turnaround in baseball history. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, you like that. I, I, it would hurt to give up Moniac, um, but if I'm getting, I think you have to to get both those guys. Yeah, well, I, I want Lance Lynn. I, I know I want Miner, and I think my, I think Miner's realistic. I love Lance Lynn. Me I too. Mean, and I think with an extra year after next year, you got to give up a little more. Hey, He's you know, pitching amazing. You know what would have been nice? Signing Lance Lynn this offseason. Literally just on the scrap heap, just waiting to be signed. Yeah, but. Like, like it <laughs> yeah. requires some level of foresight. You signed for like eight million next year and like ten million no, it's, the, or it's eleven ten, million the year after. So isn't like ten a year because it's th- I think three it's years thirty million. I know, but I think the way it took out is next year's eight and then the last uh, year is like twelve or thirteen or something like that. But the point is like it's two years twenty million dollars. Yeah, and he was he wasn't great for Lansing. the Yankees last year. No, but the Rangers found something and they figured <laughs> it out with them. Yeah, and they, they figured it out with Mike Miner. Like yep. something that'd be that, nice to have bring guys in and they get better when they're here. I don't know. It's a crazy concept. It's a weird thought. So that's my first move. Um, it, of course, annoying Jim Salisbury as he much out alphaed you. Out alphas me here because I put this name down. The reliever I want to go after, I think it makes so much sense. Won't cost you anything. He's a guy who's closed before. He's not dominating or whatever. But, of course, Jim Salisbury, like 10 minutes before this pod puts out that the Phillies are interested in Alex Colom. Yeah. Love Alex Colom. I think that's a, a, a veteran guy. Comes in, helps shore up the back end of the bullpen. He's not a... You know, classic closer. He's not going to strike out a ton of guys, but he's going to give you an ERA in the mid twos. He does it every year, and he just gets out somewhere between two and three. His ERA will be there, and he's going to do a good job for you. So I like the idea, Clum. Shane Green, I think, costs too much with how good he's been, but that's another guy I would look into. I think he's a really talented pitcher. And did, look, I would like to look at teams that are run by guys like Alex Avila and try and take advantage of guys like Alex Avila. Um, and then I think you need a bench bat. And I looked around and look, you could pick any name here. I think Puig, you mentioned, like, that'd be fun. I think it makes a lot of sense. As a bench say, bat? No, no, no. I'm saying Puig is a bat to bring in, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. mentioned. I'm talking as a strict bench bat, but someone who would potentially start at times and all that. Go get a guy like Corey Dickerson. Hmm. The Pirates are out of it. Batting 300 again or 303 or whatever he is. He's not just like. Hits. Yeah, he just hits. He'll he's just, a gold glover. He's a good fielder. He'll just come in and get hits. I'd much rather have Corey Dickerson coming up for you in a big spot than, no offense to Bamboo Brad, Brad Miller, or this guy, or that guy. Like, give me Corey Dickerson. Yeah, I guess my problem with a guy like Dickerson, uh, I would rather have a guy that can play, you know, third, second, and outfield. In a perfect world, yes. Um, And plus, what happens with Jay Bruce comes back. Does Bruce become the the power bench on the bat and and Dickerson starts in well, left? Uh, yeah, and I think the fact that they're both lefties makes it a little more confusing and stuff. But I think it gives you a little bit of flexibility in there. Just I just want a guy who's going to hit. Yeah, I just want a guy who's going to come in and hit. And it, it's just a Corey well, Dickerson type. Totally works with John Maley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. So you're then, right. Then he'll forget. Oh, and we should mention the, the Phillies did bring in Jose Perella. I'm sure you're very I excited mean, about that. I am very excited. He had a nice like three week stretch last year. People like ooh, people picking him up in fantasy and then. Well, I remember in 2017, he hit a tank shot off of Pavetta, um, and he was he had an OPS over 1,000 in AAA. So. Yeah. Well, look. Well, I lo- well, he was playing the West Coast League, which is just a launching pad. So that's my perfect deadline. Uh, Two starters, a reliever, and a bench bat. All right. Now, neither of, this, neither of this was on either of our perfect deadlines, but what would you give up for a Roark and Puig combo? 
Roark is on my list. I was going to oh, go. You weren't if, done it, yet? No, no. Well, so that was my perfect deadline. I was going to say if we're taking a step down with uh, kind of where they're at, and you're looking for because they have to get a starter. And if you're not going to make a big move for a starter, Roark is a guy. And I've I've mentioned him a fair amount on this show. I feel like in general, leading up to this, and now there's actual connections to Roark. I think it makes a ton of sense. He strikes out guys. He's not like a great pitcher, but he'll give you. Five innings, six innings, and he'll strike out seven guys. He's literally 07 Loesch. Yes. That's what he is. He, and, and and again, probably the number two on this team yeah. right now. You sure would. <laughs> I mean, come fun on. Fun times. It's very fun. So, yeah, I, I would be down for something like that. A Derek Dietrich, uh, uh, um, Roark yeah. package. Something it's been super cold. He has been. But I'm just saying, if he's could play multiple positions for yeah. you, looking at a guy like that. He could play second, he could play third, play outfield, whatever. Puig, Puig would be a, a lottery ticket. Like, it's worth a shot. I mean, we know he has talent. He's been really good for about a month. Dude, he's been. I, I yeah. mean, I've owned him in fantasy, and like, it's been awesome for him. Oh my god, it's been a like, month since and a half. The of, end of June or so, he's been like white hot. Yeah, and I think I think in his last thirty six games, he's batting like three sixty three. Yeah, there you a, go. And he's just absolutely like, raking, raking, raking. So how many uh, contract does he have? More years left. This is, this is it. Le- okay, so I thought a, so. He's a free sure agent at the end of the year. It would kind of be one of that last ditch, like. Let's see if we can get something going here. Because yeah. like Puig is a guy that's a fiery player and a lot of fun when things are going right. When things are going wrong, I'm, I wouldn't think he'd be the best clubhouse guy. <laughs> sounds like a perfect fit. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a Philly already. <laughs> sounds like a Philly already. But I think if you can in fact if you can bring that kind of energy into that lineup, he could be he could be your five hitter and then move Rio Muto down. Totally. Like, I think the lineup just makes more sense from that standpoint. Like if you go uh Kingery, Segura, Harper, Hoskins, Puig, Real Muto, uh, Bruce, Hernandez. Cesar, yep. Well, actually, Bruce would be out of line at that point. So, it would uh, be Cesar. Yeah, Cesar, and then... Third baseman, X. <laughs> yeah, some third baseman. <laughs> um, I think that, that's a that's a way better lineup. He keeps us up. He could he could carry this team to a playoff berth. Well, like, and he's again, that I think, hot right now. And I, do, I think bringing someone in with a little freaking life is not the worst idea for a team that we talked. Like, there are just too many nights where they're lifeless. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I wonder what a package for actually. What about Sonny Gray? I would love Sonny Gray. I we talked about Sonny Gray in the off season as someone the Reds, they should go the after. The Reds make so much sense. They do as like, a trade partner, and they're a good team. Like they're a good team that has a bad record. They're they're a better team than the Phillies, but just have a worse record. It's weird. They're a good I mean team. they've been a better team. Plus like plus minus they are better than the yeah. Phillies. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces. That I would take. I would take Sonny Gray. I would take Roark. I would take Puig. I would I'd take, take a Dietrich. shot on Alex Wood. Even like I'm, I'm not a big Alex Wood guy, but I'd take a shot on Alex Wood. He like just, what made his first start yesterday? Yeah, I mean he's back, so I'm not a huge Alex Wood guy, but he's a dude who went 15 and one a couple years ago. Like he's at least as showing a pitch at the major league level. Lefty gives you some innings. So like yeah, he went four and two thirds yesterday. Uh, allowed seven hits and had four Ks. So. so not not great, but not horrendous in your first start back. Also working his way back. So, yeah, again, um, I, they have a lot of guys that are worth flyers. I think for sure. Uh, and the bullpen, I mean, they got Amir Garrett, but you're paying a lot for him. You're not you're not getting Amir Jared Garrett. Jared Hughes. Iglesias, you're probably not getting those guys. No. But they do have a lot of talent there. I mean, maybe there is, you could find a way to pry one of those guys loose. You know, I walked in this podcast depressed, and I'm leaving excited. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about, unless they trade Moniak and Pavetta. Like, Moniak, Moniak is so good. Like, people don't even, if he didn't start so cold, people would be so much more excited about Mickey Moniak. Like, he, he's, he's second in the Eastern League in, like, doubles, like, extra base hits. Like, him and Derek Hall. Like, Derek You're Hall like a You're like the M- Moniak hype man. I feel like, I feel like me and a couple other people have, have started to turn the narrative Good. Of, of Mickey Moniak around because yeah. he's a very well, it's tough solid when you're player. the number one overall I pick. And no, and I know, and it's not his fault that he's the number one overall pick, and especially as an underslot guy. Like, he was not, 
he should not have been the number one pick in the draft no. is the situation. But when you're the number one pick, that you get those extra expectations. And, and when you see the Nationals bring up Soto and then and the Braves bring <laughs> yeah. up Acuna, it's like, well, why don't we have our own guy? Like, look at our number one overall pick. He's yeah. in double A, not playing though. Like he is. Yeah. He is. He is now uh, for the first time in his last thirty days. He's. Uh, walking more than he struck out, which is massive for him. And and as you pointed out there, like he is still young comparatively for all intents and purposes. He so he's drafted as a seventeen year old. Yeah, he's twenty one. Right. He's super young. Let's get he's the money playing, at hype train going. He's pl- he's had the back to back days. Stuff. Hopefully, rival GMs will listen to this and trade for him. Back to back days with home runs. Don't you don't don't <laughs> don't trade him. Um. Well, we'll see. Next time we talk. Whatever happens will have happened. Yeah. We'll be talking about actual trades that have happened. Can't wait. And, I mean, please, Phillies, make us do an emergency pod. Make Do enough where we don't have to be like, ah, we can wait till Thursday to record. That'd be cool. Yeah, down for an emergency pod. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Note bag. Uh, well, I guess just going more off the trade deadline. Um, I don't think they don't really have a choice but to but to try to make the playoffs this year. Like I know, like we talked about how earlier they would maybe the best thing for this team to fall out of it, and then they they clean house or whatnot. Um, even though given the contract, which again, yeah, Clentag's not going anywhere. And the contract extensions just they don't have a choice. You gave up Sixto Sanchez. You gave up these guys to to go and put this team in the playoffs you don't have a choice but to stop you can't you can't just stop now i agree so they've kind of painted themselves into a corner uh so and they need help for next year pitching wise like yeah. this is again we talked about it last time but what i mean it's like garrett cole and not a lot out there on the pitching market and Bumgarner. yeah and Bumgarner. you're right but garrett cole is going to cost a lot of money as well he should yeah. he'll probably be worth it he's awesome but I don't see the Phillies going out and giving Karen Cole to Rick Porcello's free agent. Yeah, I said no one's a free agent. No one good is a free agent. Uh, that guy wants to young. So. I know. Isn't that unbelievable? What a travesty! It's bad. A travesty. It's just <laughs> not good. I could not believe he wants to No, it was I don't like think Bartolo in Yes, that level bad. Um, and my second note bag is that I don't think I don't think these pitching uh, uh, like starting pitching guys. I don't think they're going to cost as much as people think. Well, if the Stroman deal is any evidence, if that's the... And look, you know, we're ripping the Stroman deal and stuff, but it's not like other teams didn't make the Blue Jays' offers. So whether or not it was the best offer, you know, remains to be seen, beating the eye of the beholder. But offers weren't that great if that's what they got for Stroman. Yeah, and I just think that there's only... That plays in the Phillies' advantage, theoretically. There's only, like, nine-ish buyers, um, and there's a lot of teams with multiple starters to sell um so it feels like there's a lot of a lot of starters that don't have a lot of homes and i think the phillies are going to get a guy for not as much as people think i, think I really I, hope you're right i just that's that's the the way i'm feeling right okay now. i like that yeah so that's some what. positivity there yeah august 17th tickets are flying off the board they actually are we're doing pretty well i can't believe it it's we love all of you you are the best so if you haven't gotten your tickets for high hopes night august 17th at the ballpark get them now because People are coming. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a big crew, and uh, we're going to have a blast there. We're going to do a lot of fun with the tailgate. We'll drink beers. We'll hang out. We'll make fun of Jack. It'll be awesome. Um, um, we're going to start a We Want Boom chant. Yes, and we're going to, you know, and the beauty Fire is Pavetta could come in at any time, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So we're very excited. Coming out with us. And I don't uh, think we're going to need Twitter, them. you we're, can see our pin tweets. We're not going to need the man up Pavetta. Uh he's, no he's it's all up. of a sudden yeah <laughs> um it's very tough so rate and review the podcast as well uh we're gonna figure something out for a thousand once we get there we're still a ways away so yeah we got a lot of work to push do. us push us give us more reviews and then the closer we get we'll have something fun to do 
Till then. All right, Fritzy. Final thought. Final thought is that the 09 alumni. Uh, I saw this. The 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 list has been posted. It's a good list. And Pedro Martinez I, will be there. I'm so excited about that. Philly legend. Ta- well, I'll take him as our own. He's Honestly, ours. I, I'm a little disappointed he didn't go into the Hall of Fame as a Philly. I mean, I thought it was an outrage, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Don't forget that Mets start on Sunday Night Baseball <laughs> where he was just dominant. Yeah. Um. So Pedro's going to be there, but Cliff Lee will not, which is not surprising. It's Cliff- not surprising. No one's heard from Cliff Lee in four years. Are yeah. we sure Cliff Lee's alive? I mean, didn't he pitch against the Pirates a week and a half yeah, ago? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the yeah, Cliff Lee reincarnated. I mean, go on. Um, <laughs> Pitching tomorrow night, I think so. it kind of stinks. Like I, I wish, uh, I wish, I Cliff wish Lee he was a part of it. I mean, look, when there. you think about that 0-9 team, he is literally the first person you think of. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, every Cliff Lee start was like, I got it. It was it was appointment television. This. I mean, that was a run he went on. That was oh, an it was amazing. I run just remember, run. I remember he was on the he's in the middle of a run, and I, my, I was over at my one friend's house. He wasn't a big Phillies fan, but I was like, listen, we got to watch. Like Cliff Lee's pitching, and then he got shelled. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> it's like, oh well. I guess he's not that good. I remember his first star was against the Giants. I was down uh, on a like a boat out in like we were out in the middle of the ocean, just. Mm-hmm on a boat in Florida or whatever for like a week which was out there That's pretty um, fun. and we were checking our we, we like the day before the day before the trade it was like oh like I think we're gonna get holiday and then like we could check your phone like check our phones like once a day or whatnot so when you checked your phone it's like oh my god we got Cliff Lee we got Cliff Lee and yeah. I was like ah it's not great I wanted holiday and then we checked our phone again the next day and it was after his dominance against and the Giants like, and it was yeah. like Never doubt Cliff Lee. <laughs> so uh, very fun times with Cliff, and I'm I'm kind of upset he's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, also, why why are we honoring the 09 team? It's well, that was my. That's literally where I was about to go. It's like really Is that what we're doing now? We're honoring the 09 team. This is a year after they won the World Series. I mean, Series. Le- and let's be real. No matter how we want to talk about it, that team was a disappointment. We all thought they were going to win the World Series, and they didn't. Sorry. Yeah, but the Yankees team was unbelievable. They were, but. Either way, enough with. Can we honor like true greatness in this city and not honor like almost greatness? That's the way I feel. I mean, <laughs> the 93 Phillies are all over this city. I know, I know. But that, yeah, I know. I was thinking about it when I was saying it. They were a likable bunch, though. But yes, also came out of nowhere, the whole thing. But yeah, it's a fair point. We like to honor not greatness in the city. The 01 Sixers are everyone's favorite team of all time. Iverson, all that. I'm with you. Um, all right, my final thought, Matt. Clentac, don't screw this up. Give us something to talk about. Simple and to the point. Let's have some fun. Just please, please, please don't make me watch these guys pitch anymore. Be creative. Do something. Be creative. Be creative. All right. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday or hopefully before then. Matt, hopefully before then. So until whenever it is next, these Fritz I'm Seltzer. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.